cheese and chowder. Gang, gang. What up, boys? <laughs> it's, it's your boys. We back. Uh, we got cheese and chowder back in the house. Cody and B Favo. How's it going, Brad? What are we I'm, doing? All, I'm all right. We, uh, we're finally to like the most exciting podcast that you know I, I like to do the most is the player previews, and uh, you know it's an exciting time of year, RML, and boy, we got a lot to talk about like always tonight. And you know we got to spice it up for episode 13, the lucky 13, that hitter. I know Vic likes Theo Vaughn, so this is for you, Vic. Um, yeah. So uh, playoff preview. It's about that time. We got a week, week and a half left um, at the time of this recording. And yeah, it's looking pretty crazy right now. There's a lot of playoff spots still kind of up in the air uh nfc right now is looking a little more locked down than the afc and uh we're gonna get into that here but yeah uh we also have a interview with mr blood runs orange himself bld the season one rml champion that is later in this episode be sure to stay tuned and listen to that it is a very good uh interview and we are happy to have him uh, have a nice little chat with us. So definitely stay tuned for that. All right, Brad, you ready to talk some playoffs, some some division matchup or division winners and losers and what's going on right now? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Let's, let's start off with the AFC East. So all right. Well we've talked, you know, about this division a lot over the years. Uh it has not been great. <laughs> Usually it has been Pretty mediocre or sub mediocre, but this year there's been some decent players. You know, uh, Motherload has definitely stepped up his games. He's I know he's won a lot of really good matchups. Uh, pretty sure he beat Doe. Uh, he beat uh, recently. He just beat uh, who did he just beat? Look that up for me. Uh, uh, I'll pull up his schedule. Uh, I'm gonna get some good wins. He just beat Maddening today, 44-30. Yeah, Maddening. Yeah, and, and, without Mahomes. And, and Kunk pointed it out in in chat, but Motherload had over 600 yards of offense today. I know. He had, five, that, he, had that, five, he had 529 with his quarterback. Yeah, that's insane. Like this is like the this is the Motherload. This is like peak Motherload, I guess. Like this is his ceiling, but his floor is like pretty ugly. But you know, he's I think he's starting to turn that corner. Yeah, he had like 529, five touchdowns, and four picks. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of stat line is that? That's crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, so Motherload and the Dolphins right now atop, sitting atop the division, but they're they're not done yet. It Actually, uh, well, I think we determined they are done. I think uh, unofficially the Dolphins have won the AFC East as of the end of week 16. Uh, not, an, not official in the game of Madden yet, but... Through tiebreakers, we believe that uh, Motherload has secured and clinched the AFC East. So congrats, Motherload. You get a home playoff game, even though it doesn't make a difference. Um, but it's still a playoff game, and that's the only way you would have gotten in the playoffs. Yeah, well, if, if you're home, you don't have to stream in the playoffs because they're waiting does. So that, you know, if you if you like so, a laggy okay, internet or something, could, could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You know, plus, you know, you get to, you know, maybe... You know, have your own 
jerseys or something that you like. Maybe you like throwing to a different, certain color jersey. I don't know. But uh, Bundy was second in that division, so just barely missing out. We talked about him. He's had an up-and-down year. Pretty standard Bundy year, actually, <laughs> wouldn't you say? I mean, uh, it's almost like, you know, 8-8. Eight and eight, That's kind of where he sits. Some, I mean, last year's... Well, it's well, a big improvement from last year. Yeah, I was gonna. I think it's definitely uh, Bundy definitely shown in some improvement here. Four and twelve going to eight and eight, even though it's not going to result in a division win or a playoff spot. It definitely still is a you know moral victory for Bundy at the very least, and you know it's something good to build off of for next season. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. I mean, at least he's trending in the right direction, right? I mean, that's that's all you can really hope for. I mean, obviously you would would want to get you know that division eventually, which I think he will one of these days but uh well, we got a but, new go ahead i was just want i was just looking at bundy's schedule right now and uh he's a 31st ranked offense in the league and he got shut out t- three times this year and he scored he scored nine points or less like four times so yeah the offense has to step up for bundy i believe yeah join the club <laughs> join the club buddy uh and then uh bill's is Right now, sitting at five and nine, so they're not really in it. Um, hopefully, they can make a you know a, some improvements in the off season. And then the newest uh, member with the Patriots, uh, Snorts, getting that team is uh, sitting at two and twelve. He picked him up a little late, so we'll see what he can do. I think he does make uh, an interesting case in the coming years uh, for the AFC East. But for this year, he is going to get a nice top five draft pick. So that'll be nice <laughs> if if I. I haven't confirmed if the uh, Patriots still have theirs, but I'm assuming they do. Um, so, yeah, that's the AFC East. And the, the, the Patriots do have my first-round draft pick for this year in the mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen trade. So that he at least has my pick if he didn't yeah. go away um, yeah. back under own, old ownership. And just one one comment on the Bills. I feel like I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it in like a season preview at all, but I remember uh, when Bill, the new Bills guy joined – uh, I think I believe it was ended last season. Like he did, he had some pretty good wins, and I think mm-hmm. we kind of expect him to Early be a little bit better. Yeah, we expect him to be a little bit better than five and nine. Like oh, I we think, we I, both. I thought, yeah, I think we, we both, both predicted him to win the division. Yeah, so did, I, I remember that definitely a disappointing season for the Bills. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I went against Motherload. I think that is my normal instinct, but I think those first few games kind of threw me off, and I thought he was going to be you know the next big thing in the AFC East, but. It hasn't turned out that way yet, so I don't know. Might maybe things will shake up different next season. I feel like that that one really is kind of an anyone's anyone's uh, division every year. So it's one. But Motherload always seems to be doing pretty solid. I, I can't remember who won season one. I think it was Motherload also. So that's back to back, right? Because mm-hmm. he had that playoff game against. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he finished eight and eight last year. But he won the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, congrats, Motherload! Back to back AFC titles. Uh, that's the way to be. All right, let's go to the AFC West. Um, used to be one of the better, maybe the best division in all of RML. Uh, maybe not so much anymore, but still it's pretty solid. Danny has wrapped up uh, that division. He's clinched the AFC West division title at a, right now sitting at 11 and three, two games left to play. Um, looking to try to get that first round by, maybe clinch a number one seed. Uh, what do you think of Danny's season so far this year? Pretty pretty solid. I mean, he's obviously one of the better players, but, um, you know, he's continuing to show it year in, year out. Uh, I think it's pretty expected. It's pretty, like, Danny-like season, I feel like. Um, but we're going to schedule now. 
to be, you know, he beat uh, BLD, as we'll talk about a little bit later, with BLD uh, in week eight. And that's probably the best win of the season for him. He lost to uh, Vic week 13. And I think Vic and Danny kind of go back and forth. And they play each other week 17, which is going to be a big game, actually, for seeding purposes. Um, so just, you know, solid Danny season. Probably going to end up with one, with the one seed. Uh, gotta say, he's probably gonna be the Super Bowl favorite again. You know, like to AFC, you know, AFC Championship favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I just it's hard to see. I mean, obviously, Doe is Doe. And Beast Mode, you know, we'll get to this later. But um, just you know, Danny just keeps doing what he does. Yeah, he's had a pretty strong season uh, with Kyler, so uh, I feel like he's starting to come into his own there. Um, he had 25 touchdowns, 18 picks almost 3,000 yards, but I'm sure he had a ton of rushing yards too. Um, so, yeah, that's – and then his defense has played pretty solid for the most part as well from what I've seen. Um, rounding out the rest of the AFC West, uh, all of them kind of sitting right around that 500 mark. Uh, so Chiz and the Broncos at 8-7 and seven right now. Uh, I'm kind of on the outside looking in uh, in the AFC. We'll talk about that a little bit in that wild card race. Uh, and then we have the Chiefs, so that's Q Diggity. He's at 7-7, seven and seven. so again, on the outside looking in, hopefully trying to get some help to get in the playoffs. Uh, it'll be a tough go for him to even get close. And then uh, Vic and the Chargers at 7-8. Uh, at that record, I don't think he has a chance. I don't think anyone can uh, really finish. Uh, I don't think all the guys can finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, so that's what would have to happen, and he'd have to have tiebreakers. I don't see it happening, Vic, but, you know, he's playing spoiler a little bit. Like you said, he beat Danny. That's pretty big, so um, maybe he'll beat him again and, well, and, and get, Vic, take something away from him. Vic beat BLD also earlier. So oh, yes. Vic, Vic has three. some big wins, but he also has some, you know, bad losses, obviously, if you have eight losses. Right, but yeah. Two of the seven wins are against, you know, top teams in the in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just yeah, go ahead. I was saying we don't talk about it that much, but Vic Vic is kind of the the Bundy of the NFC a little bit. Uh, there are some, and I think we discussed this a little bit off off the air sometimes. But there are some guys that are just kind of always up and down, up and down. You know, mm-hmm. um, where it's like you know, and I'm some I'm in that boat right now too. Like I'm you know I'm I'm not saying I'm not, but there are some guys where you they have really strong games and even really strong seasons. But then they have their downs and their lows and their highs. It kind of uh, like I think some of the guys we mentioned before. I don't know if we ever talked about this officially, but like Bruce, I feel like is in that boat. Vic Bundy. Um, I think Centro. Centro. Yep. Bruce and Centro are both in there. Yeah. Like there's like yeah, a handful of guys who you, we know have the potential to be like really really good, like top ten quality players and maintain that level but then they sometimes and they also have the potential to be bottom 10 so it you know usually they sit right in the middle because it kind of evens out but i feel like uh vic is one of the guys that is right now he's in that category but you know sometimes he does have really good seasons and i I hope you know to see him back uh since he's not in the nfc and i don't really care uh if he does well (laughs) i mean i I do care i do care if he does well because i like him but uh, I'm saying it doesn't affect me, so I'm I'll root for him to do well. And I also like AFC West as a whole. I, I know you said it; it's probably weaker than it was, you know, with Plug. But I th- I don't think we should overlook Q Diggity, and I think he's still going to feel for that Chiefs 
team. And Chiz, too, having some big wins. But Hugh Diggity had some, you know, huge wins. He gave Kunk his first loss in Week 8, uh, 45-28. But then he goes and loses to Motherload. Um, you know, so he just been up and down. They beat Doughboy Week 14. So I think Hugh Diggity is a name to watch for next season. Um, going And, you know, I think the AFC West can get a little bit more interesting, uh, you know, next season and beyond. And maybe somebody eventually give Danny a run for his money in that division. Yeah, I think if they all kind of just gang up on Danny somehow, <laughs> maybe they all combine their powers and somehow just take him down slowly. Maybe like send a spy in, inside their locker room and, you know, let a really big fart rip or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have a fart gate. <laughs> yeah, you know, and just get, get their... Get, Kyler Murray sick or something, and then mm. then he starts his backup and loses. Uh, I like what you think, or you know, maybe Big Dick Vic can you know display his dick in the locker room and scare Kyler or something, you know, or know. just or just kill him because he's five foot four. <laughs> uh, this podcast already gone off the rails. Oh wow, this is gonna be a fun one. All right, <laughs> all right, AFC North. Um, so right now, I believe yes. Uh, Beast Mode. How about that? Our boy Beast Mode, <laughs> my boy Beast Mode, has clinched the AFC North at 10-4-1 as of this moment. Uh, so he takes it over the Browns, who are at 9-6. and six. So that's uh, that's Dimitri and just barely missing. But there's still hope for Dimitri to get into the, that AFC playoffs. He's looking pretty good right there. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I'm blanking. Steelers, uh, seven Bruce. and seven, Bruce. Yeah, I was gonna say I always get mixed up because there's always there's so many Steeler fans <laughs> in the our league. Like Centra and Bruce are both Steelers fans, and Centra was Steelers last year. Um, so Bruce is at five hundred right now, seven seven. That one, uh, another one of those outside looking in situations. So we'll see uh, if he gets some help to get in there yeah, as well. I, I was I don't know how much this helps because. By the time the podcast releases, but I am watching the game right now. He is currently oh. playing Q Diggity, and they are tied 14-14 at halftime. So hopefully by there the end of the podcast, we'll uh, have a conclusion to that game. Well, apparently this is now a cheese and chowder live broadcast. <laughs> the Steelers and uh, Chiefs. <laughs> okay. Fourth and five. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and then... And then <laughs> Han, wow, what happened? Yeah, can, can we talk about like can, can we talk about this? We, I feel like we have not given this any even in chat. We haven't really you come know, on, Han. Han, we haven't really talked about this too much. I feel like, like about, about, what? about how bad how bad Han is now. Han has been like what we happened? Got, we got to give him shit because yeah, we don't uh, like, we don't like, nobody well, gives him shit anymore. I, I got a I'm got his, schedule right here. He got his new job and he's like fuck fuck RML. We don't I don't care. I'm not even gonna care anymore. No, I'm just kidding. We still love you, Han, but man, what the hell's going on, man? Has he lost like what eight in a row? What is it? Well, I'm looking at this. So I don't think this kind of makes it worse. So his three wins came in week three, four, and five in a row, and the th- the two of the wins were against the two and thirteen Redskins, you know, now two and thirteen, and then the two and twelve Patriots, and then the only other quality win is against the Browns at nine and six, week five. And he's mm. lost every game since then. Since week five? He's lost every game since week five, yes. That's like 10 in a row, right? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, my. 
That is so. Wait, yeah, he week five he'd be three and two. So now he's three and twelve. And right? then and then he has double boy to finish off week seventeen. So he could. Oh man, go but he's gonna get a nice a nice top five pick. Uh, let's see, maybe, dude. If Tendy finishes with a better record than Han, <laughs> that's that's. I mean, those are panel members. We're gonna give him shit forever. No offense, Tendy, but come on. Also, Tendy, what happened to you? You were looking so good earlier. Yeah, I think uh, he kind of. I think he lost a little bit of motivation because he's gone on a vacation in a couple of days, so he's yeah. gonna miss the playoff if he, if he didn't make the playoffs. But I was like, I think you have more things to worry about wait, right now. Than- wait, he's going into. <laughs> oh, you th- that's not a reason. He's just bad. He just. Bad. <laughs> no, he he was complaining to me about how we always shit on him in a podcast like we're currently doing, and he says. <laughs> He says, I, I've never really picked in the top five or barely top ten. I'm always like middle. I always end up middle of the pack anyway. But, so, I mean, he does kind I, of a point there. No, yeah, we give him more shit. But we give him, we give him shit, you know, for reasonable things at least. You know, we could give him shit for a lot more other stuff. So, we're not, we're, you know. Uh, we, we're, we're not even talking about the Texas Titans yet. So, let's, let's just stick with the AFC North. Well, let's continue um, shitting on Han. Yeah. <laughs> Han, all I got to say is... Get it together, man. Get your shit together. All right? Let's go. We're, we want to see you succeed and play well. That's all we got to say. All right. Uh, but congrats to Beast Mode, man. That's, oh, that's, yeah. That's, you're uh, your I, guy I told you. I told up. you. Yeah. I was one season too late, but I told you. Oh, my guy coming up with the next division uh, we'll talk about. But, you know, Beast Mode's been really impressed me this year because uh, he had some quality wins, too. Um Beating Weasel week fifteen, and then that could—that's big for you know Weasel, um, as far as the playoffs go, seeding in the NFC. Uh, you know, beat Chiz thirty to three today. Lost to Doughboy, but you know had some quality wins. Tied against uh, Rich was interesting, twenty-one twenty-one there. Uh, but just a great season from Beast Mode, and I, I'm I think he could kind of do some damage in the playoffs. I'm kind of rooting for him too, get a new face up there. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I he's finally become the guy that I thought he was, you know, right away. And I I think he's going to keep getting better and better. I feel like it's going to be one of those. Um, chances, of, chances of a Super Pro Bowl? Mm-hmm. Dude, it could happen. I could see it. I mean, I mean, it, on, the, on the one side, in the NFC, definitely. But, you know, it's going to be hard to get past guys like Danny and Doe on the AFC. But it's definitely not unattainable i mean we've seen other things happen i definitely would love to see it because i don't want to see bld versus danny every year so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah all right congrats beast mode that's the afc north um let's get to the afc south now uh so we already talked about tendy he's three and eleven uh, at the bottom uh centra is seven and seven uh in the jaguars so Again, a lot of a lot of teams are right on that 500 in the AFC. We'll talk about that for the wild card position, but another one just on the outside looking in, hoping to stay alive. And then, uh, yeah, your boy uh, Rich. Let's we'll talk about that. Uh, he's eight five and one. Uh, I remember he, he started off zero and four, right? Because it was because uh, of the vacation. Yeah. So that makes him eight one and one in the last ten games. So very impressive. And the only loss is a forced loss to Doe. So he has not lost a game that he has played. Wow this season there you go so yeah be careful if he gets in i mean it looks like it's looking pretty solid that he might he might be getting in the playoffs so yeah uh could be could be a real wild card literally (laughs) and then uh the winner of the afc south uh 
as though he clinched it 10 and four. Uh, so even if he lost two games, Rich does no, play. Oh, so technically, yeah, no, he hasn't clinched it yet. You're, you're right. So he could be 10 and six and, and rich. Yeah. So Doe, Okay. Here's the situation. Doe needs to win. Do they play each other this week or week? Yeah, this week, this week. Oh, okay. So this one's a win and in for Doe. Uh, but if Rich wins, then then he basically takes the driver's seat, right? I mean, ten and five? No, no, still it'd be nine and five and one and ten and five. So Doe would still just need one win. So Doe just needs to win one of his last two. And he's got he's got Han week seventeen. So I mean, maybe yeah. Han can get his ass out of spoiler. Either. Yeah, come on, Han, play some spoiler here. Get Rich in in the playoffs. I mean, Rich could make it without him anyway, but it'd be nice to give him a division win. So. But that, that's the AFC South. Uh, pretty interesting there with, you know, who would have knows what would happen if, you know, Rich had a full season to play. And maybe we'll see next year him. You know, that division becomes pretty scary now, mm-hmm. you know, for those three guys being arguably, you know, three of the better players in the AFC. So Rich, right. and Centra, and Doe all, you know, all battling each other for that that top spot. And that mm-hmm. we could see couple one or two wildcard spots from the AFC South and and just a kind of like a storyline question here but do you consider so I, so right now I was that uh picture right now is not so central seven and eight pretty sure he's eliminated from playoffs now uh but do you consider this season a failure for Centra after making the playoffs last year at nine and seven mm, a little bit I I would say partially yes just because it's it wasn't well, and coming from me, it doesn't mean anything because I'm, you know, I had a bad year and I'm not making playoffs either. But coming from an unbiased person who never, you know, just watching the game, it wasn't that difficult. It didn't look that difficult to win, you know, to get in the playoffs in the AFC. It's not the NFC has, you know, it's more cutthroat at the top because, you know, there's some more wins going on. And, you know, you have to have like 10 wins even to ha- have a shot at getting in. And right now, there's guys who might have eight or nine wins in the AFC that, that are going to get in. So, I feel like he had many op- enough opportunities, and you know, if one or two games could have gone his way, you know, he would be sitting at that nine wins, uh, which would be you know a much better position to to get in the playoffs. So, it's I would say it's disappointing. I don't know if it's a complete failure because you know he's still in that that area that we talked about where. You know he's had he's an up and down player, so I don't know if I don't know if it's a failure in that we expect him to be in the playoffs every year. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I, I mean I think he's he's where he like I think five hundred is about what we expect from Centra, and I think just things didn't really fall his way necessarily this year as far as other people losing and stuff. And you know eight and eight is you know if he wins next week isn't you know a terrible record. You know it's five hundred, but right. not good enough this year yeah in the afc east it would have been but yeah not in the other divisions all right so that's the afc uh divisional picture right now we'll get to the afc wildcard at uh in a little bit let's get to the nfc divisions so starting with the nfc east this one is very tight very interesting we got some uh yeah crazy situations that can play out here so as of right now, the Giants and the Cowboys, Weasel and Monkey, are now tied at the top of the division at 10-5. and five. However, the New York Giants did win two games against the Cowboys. So they took both games. They had the tiebreaker. 
so right now the Giants pretty much have a one-game lead, if you want to count it like that. No, they, just a correct, the correct, correction, they split. But oh, they, they split, uh, but, but, yes. but Weasel has the other tiebreaker, like the okay. conference or whatever. I got you. All right, so my bad. We're not super prepared, apparently. That's, my, <laughs> that's on me. But regardless, Weasel has the tiebreaker, so it's basically a one-game lead, meaning that if the Giants win, they clinch the division. So week 17, Giants versus Eagles, Weasel versus Steve, win and end situation for Weasel. Let's see if Steve can keep the wheeze <laughs> out of the yoffs. And then Monkey, so right Here's now Monkey, yeah. kind of sitting on the outside because even even without the division at 10 and 5, you might think, hey, I'm, I, I should still you know have a good chance at making the playoffs, right? Wrong. Yeah, that's the wrong buzzer, buddy. 10 and 5 is not good enough to make the playoffs in the NFC. 10 and 6 is definitely not good enough. Eleven and five might not be good enough either, boys. We're gonna we might have an eleven win team miss the playoffs. The Cowboys need some help, even if they do win in Week Seventeen. So, very interesting situation there. And then, uh, yeah, Steve at five and nine, like we said, chance to play spoiler Week Seventeen. And Snorts having or not Snorts now. Snorts is gone, and now. We got Barnabas back. Well, welcome back, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that yet. But uh, welcome back, Barn. And uh, we'll, we're excited to see what you do th- in the coming seasons because uh, that division just got a whole lot more interesting. And uh, the NFC just got a little bit more tougher. You know? Yeah. It's going to make it even harder to make a playoffs now. You um, might never you might never sniff the playoffs in this year. Yeah, the first two seasons were probably my best chance. And now, yeah, it's like. What am I supposed to do? I gotta change teams. <laughs> uh, any any other thoughts on the NFC East guys? I think I think that's a, um, well the Cowboys and Giants. Uh, obviously great rivalry. I think uh, they won the vote for the best rivalry last oh, yeah. uh, episode. Yep. Uh, so I mentioned that. You know, shout out to Weasel and uh, and uh, Monkey. And I think you can't say enough about how close that those games were this this year. Uh, Monkey beat Weasel on a game-winning field goal. Well, so first of all, Monkey beat Weasel on a game-winning field goal, I believe, 37-34. No, really, he Weasel missed, missed it. Yeah, he missed the tying one. Week so 37-34, three point, and then week ten, the Mick pick two, heard around the world. I, I just that that that, that play. Me, by the way, I patented it. I I called it that first, and you guys all <laughs> followed me. So I'm I'm a leader. But that that single play is a difference between Monkey missing the playoffs and making the playoffs. Is is that not? It really insane? is. It really is because has he lost? Well, yeah, he's probably lost the game since then. But <laughs> but still, it really is. Point, yeah, yeah. I mean that that definitely threw it off, and and it's not like that was a bad idea. Like that decision to go for it is the right call. Like it's not like one of those where it's like, oh, he shouldn't have gone for two. Like that was hundred percent the right call. He just got really bad luck i mean not bad luck he made a bad throw or whatever it was but uh and he just couldn't catch the guy on the way back so you take that risk and it you know it can backfire uh but yeah that really might be the one of those where it's one play kind of it's like oh man what would have happened where would i be right now without that one because yeah if he doesn't if he wins that game he takes the tiebreaker two and oh He's one game ahead right now if everything else went the same. And he he doesn't he that's a clinch. He would 
he would have it clinched right now. Because no matter what happens, that he would be one game up. So even if he <laughs> lost and and he would have the tiebreaker. So yeah, it really is a situation where he, yeah, that kind of. If, I feel bad for him, but uh, I mean, I, same time, I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I think that's going to be a play that like everybody remembers for like forever. You know, like next next year we'll be talking about it. And you'll bring it up in Monkey and Weasel rival. You know, it's just kind of, and I think that kind of makes it, you know, the rivalry even better, is to have like an iconic moment like that, like mm-hmm. like the Eagles and Giants in real life have like yep. the miracle and the Meadowlands and stuff like and that. The second one with Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just I think that kind of shows, you know, how good that Monkey and Weasel thing is, and yeah. I think it's pretty cool to have it in the league, even though you know it's Monkey and Weasel yeah, give us trouble like- at times, but it is cool having that aspect in the league too. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that they were still so, the games were so close in those situations just amplifies it by a million. So, but yeah, you guys are welcome for the Mick pick too. That was all me. <laughs> that's, that's it's a good. It's I mean, it's, it it was McDonald's first, but I took it in this situation and made it, <laughs> and made it perfect. It's it was the greatest. Man, I'm I'm so clever. McDonald's okay. McDonald's gonna sue this podcast now. We're gonna go bankrupt. Now they're gonna sponsor us now. <laughs> We mentioned the Mick Pick Two so much. I don't even know what the Mick Pick Two is anymore. I think you just pick two I, items. I, I, right? I don't think they like, have it anymore. It's like a dollar menu with two items. Yeah, from... they, they have like the one, two, three dollar menu now. Yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's plug. <laughs> this. Uh... Yeah, I don't even know why. Yeah, we don't get paid. I'm loving it. Yet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get all the McDonald's, all, all all the things, all the slogans that we know in one spot, and just hope they they hear it. Okay, that's it for the East. Let's go to the West. NFC West. Uh, Tillman has clinched the NFC West and right now is hoping to clinch the number one seed in the NFC. Um, but he needs some help from Mr. Chowder over here. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But he's 13-2 and two as of this moment. Uh, so he has a game against Maddening Week 17. So that will also be a big game proceeding. And uh, Maddening at 11 and 4. Um, so he's waiting on that week 17 matchup with Tillman as well. Uh, he's sitting uh, pretty in the sixth seed right now. So uh, we talked about that with Monkey uh, and, and kind of sitting on the outside looking in. So Maddening sitting on the inside, all nice and warm. Um, and then, yeah, rough, rough year for rough finish for Shane. We, um, we talked about him a lot over you know last few episodes. Seven and two start finishes. He's eight and six right now. Just you know had a rough last go of it. Uh, looks like his schedule is. I remember saying his schedule was a little bit tougher at the back end. And then uh, Andy and the Cardinals at four and ten, rounding out the NFC West. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think Tillman. This is finally like a Tillman like trademark year kind of thing this is kind of what we expect him to do like all the way from last year and he ended up you know with a good record like we talked about um but it's kind of uh, i'm still kind of bizarre to me that i'm one of his two losses this season so tell me his only losses to, to me and bld it's like which one of these does not belong uh <laughs> hmm. so that's that's an interesting I, I don't know for some reason i play Tillman pretty well uh but obviously if i play in the playoffs again i'm not expecting the same result uh Maddening, I, I think, like I, I, I was really high in Maddening coming into this year with Mahomes and Hill and everything, and obviously the injury to Mahomes hurts 
any chance Maddening had of making a run. And I still believe in him. Uh, but obviously it's going to be a lot tougher now. And Madden kind of has to just kind of reset mentally and kind of just forget about Mahomes and, you know, just try to do his own thing. Uh, but, you know, still a good season for Madden. 11-4, nothing to scoff at. Uh, just, yeah. You know, sucks the timing of injury, I guess, for Mahomes. But kind of mm-hmm. makes, you know, the opponent's lives a little easier and not have to worry about 80-yard bombs to Tyreek uh, mm-hmm. so much. And obviously Shane, I, I think it's still, I think it's still a successful year for Shane. Like e- even if he won the you know, one or two more games, he's still not making the playoffs. You know, so I think it's a lot to ask, a, you know, a guy like Shane to go. Oh, he could have. I mean, he was sitting nice. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, he needed to win still, like four of the last eight. That's not that unheard of. You know, he just needed to get to that eleven win yeah. mark. Yeah. No, I, I I hear you there, but it's just you know Shane. I don't even, like. I don't know last time he finished 500, like, in RML, like, going back to life. Oh, yeah, it's still stuff. a good season. It's, right? Yeah, like, so for, like, for who Shane is, it's, yes, but it's a good stepping stone. And this is oh, what yeah. happened, you know, that's kind of what happened with me, too. You know, you kind of, you slowly, gradually get better and better records every year, and you start beating better teams. And then, you know, maybe we'll see Shane in the playoffs sometime this Madden, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially if he gets a four-year of Zeke. I know Zeke has had injury issues this Madden. And uh, uh, hey, poor Andy. I mean, it's still. I mean, four and ten. I gotta look at his schedule and see who he played. Uh, he had some play. injury issues, I think, earlier yeah. uh, this year. Uh, speak, going back to Shane real quick. Uh, just a thought that popped in my head. Shane and Han are kind of going in opposite directions. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> like, <laughs> Han is getting worse and worse, and Shane is slowly getting better and better. So, we'll see. Maybe they uh, are counterparts, the Niners and Bengals. And I think, but yeah, uh, Andy. Yeah. Yeah, I just look. Andy finished five and eleven last year. He's got a lot of potential so, still. Like, yeah, and obviously the whole quarterback situation is that. Is it the defense? I mean, his defense uh, I, not very well. Yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta is, I feel like his offense is always. Well, he's got Isabella. Out. Yeah, he's got. He's he's the twenty sixth rank points offense according to data leagues. Thirty second in rushing, and then he's thirty mm-hmm. second in points allowed in, in defense. So I think it's kind of a combination of a lot. Yeah, uh, but the, the passing game is pretty strong, but it's just a r- no rushing game and no defense. It's not a good formula. Yeah, true. Yeah, and then you're, you you open yourself up to a lot of sacks. I think he has taken a lot of sacks and stuff too. Okay, um, so, so speaking of sacks, can we talk about sacks? Well, obviously, like sacks is kind of like a big thing that we talk about in panel. But but the but the one thing that I kind of I pointed out, I think this is in panel chat. I don't know if it was in the regular chat, but. Tyree, Tyree Jackson, Central's quarterback, eighty has sacks. taken has taken a hundred and three sacks this year. Oh my god! I thought it was a hundred. I thought it was less than that. How is he wow. still alive? How Wait, is he, that's the Jaguars? That's Central's QB. Central's quarterback has been sacked a hundred and three times. Okay, I haven't watched a ton of his games, but I would assume a lot of those are from trying to escape the pocket and not getting out and and only being like two or three yard losses. So. It, you know, there's some solace in that, but I feel like he probably tries to run whenever there's not, you know, a, a, an immediate opening. Well, I also think it's attributed to him looking for the long ball a lot because he has those speedy receivers, and I think he tries to go deep a lot. Like, his, his longest – he has a 99-yard pass this year. Uh, I, I, so, why is he trying um, to throw long balls with Tyree, though? Yeah, you know? that, that, I think that might be a part of the reason why 103 sacks is uh, – Yeah, and you uh, can't be hanging on to the ball waiting <laughs> for, for your guys to go deep. <laughs> With, well, especially with Tyree, you know, you got to be able to move around, and that's probably what he's trying to do. Or, yeah, I, th- I feel like a lot of it, you're probably right. It's a combination it, of those things. It, it's also interesting looking at the next guys on the list is uh, 
the beast mode keeper quarterback has 87 taken 87 sacks and I know that's kind of interesting uh because he's like a good team this year and then steve with counter barry 81 sacks and then you cam newton 78 sacks and then tendy russell wilson 71 yeah. sacks taken so still you know absurd numbers of sacks but 103 is just on another level i feel like yeah, I feel like that's probably a, an NFL record. Probably, <laughs> probably twice the NFL probably, record by now. Probably by far. Almost double it, yeah. Well, yeah, and then on defense, I mean, obviously, you know, but this year it seems like even worse with just – and I, you know what it is, and, I, you know, we have to say it, but it's not it's, – it's really not that the, the pass rush is OP. It's X-factor and abilities are OP, 100%. That is the problem. And that, and I don't want to get too much into the problems with Madden because we could do probably a 15-hour episode of that. But that's 100% the problem. And the bigger problem than even that is you cannot lose Dev, and it's dumb. I hate it. That's the dumbest decision EA has ever made, ever. And they've made a lot of dumb decisions. Not being able to lose Dev is literally ruin, is ruining this league. No, not, not and the and, league's not ruined, but it's it's making it so hard. And I, I don't think we've seen like the worst of it yet because no, these guys are just going to keep getting gaining more. Yeah, wait so till I season think, four. Wait till I mean, season five. I, I don't we, know when everyone every D end is is twenty eight and ninety nine overall with X factor. Like there's already guys. I mean, we, you know, we, we didn't help ourselves with with keepers, but. Yeah, there's, I think we, there's already younger guys, you know, in season two that are, you know, 90 plus overall after, you know, their first or second year in the league. And, you know, and then you got guys with, you know, like Montez Sweat with 90 something speed coming off the edge. You know, it's like, man. And then you, you give that guy an X factor. What do you do? What can you yeah. do? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't move. You can't escape it. So. Yeah, it's messed up, man. I, I think we definitely chose a, a bad year for keepers. Yeah. Uh, as far as X Factor, you know. Well, we didn't know any of this was going to happen. Yeah, so it's kind of, well, it was, oh well. We should have just but, mixed it. But, right but when we people are having fun right now, and that's all that matters. I know. Games, games are being the, played, so let's not. Let's most, not. It's the most active RML has ever been, in my opinion, from what I've seen. So and, and you know, at the same time, I, I know it could be frustrating when you're playing against somebody with X Factors, but also gives, I feel like it also gives the worst guys a little bit more of a chance. Oh, yeah. Games. That's so what I, I think all the upsets. So you know? it still makes it fun. I still, you know, yeah. feel like so. Whatever. No, I, I like it. Honestly, I would be fine. Hundred. I'm still fine with it, but I would be way more fine if you just could lose it. There's no, there's no downside of anything. Like anything you do, you might as well just keep every old player forever because there's no point. And you, and they don't even sign expensive deals. Yeah, it's just it's it's just annoying and unrealistic like an old guy is not going to develop as fast as he was <laughs> when he's five. he's not he's just not going to but okay and Enough uh j- just to uh add a uh, footnote on the sacks i looked it up the sack leader at quarterbacks is uh david carr in 2002 on the houston texans he got sacked 76 times mm. more than i thought it would be but yeah that's and that's like that would be sixth right now in week 15 <laughs> Week 16, wow. All right, well, uh, that's the NFC West, and with an additional rant about EA and their trash game. All right. <laughs> now, uh, the NFC North, the best division ever. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. This, is, 
it's a pretty embarrassing year for us. Well, for everyone but you. But um, at the top, the Detroit Lions. So congrats, Brad. You won the division, ten and five, without Melvin Gordon. I gotta give it to it's, you. That's a hell of a year, man. Let's talk about it. I'll talk about it. I'll brag. I'll brag about you. Uh, you beat BLD twenty-one to three. Uh, what the f, dude? How? Uh, and then you beat Tillman earlier in the year. Uh, apparently, you have like a phenomenal defense now. I mean, you did. You've always had solid defense, but now it's just like stupid. Uh, and then you you had a bunch of other good wins. Like, yeah, you just you had a really rough, you had a tougher schedule than I did because I had the second place schedule. You had the first place, and we had the same <laughs> schedule. And I lost all the games I should have lost, and you beat all the teams you shouldn't have beat. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the only one that you that I beat that you didn't was Centra. Did you beat Centra? Yeah, no, that, that, that was a bad loss. He just had yeah. my number that night. I think that's the only one I won that you didn't. Because all the other ones, uh, I did not play well. And <laughs> so, hey, you figured uh, it out. Yeah. Back-to-back NFC North champions. So congrats to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I did not expect, like, honestly, like, like you know, when the schedule first came out, uh, early this year, I was like, oh, there's no way. You know, I don't even know if I'm going to be like 500. I don't know. You know, I got to hope for the division. No way I'm making a wild card spot. And, uh, you know, that win versus Toman kind of sparked everything because that was kind of like a like playing with house money after that kind of oh, like yeah. I, I had a win in my pocket that mm-hmm. I probably like, you know, didn't expect to have. And because you were still in it for a while, like, you know, division wise. Yeah, that's four yeah, and two. Because you, you had a you had an easy yeah. end of schedule too that you're like currently in. Um, but obviously that didn't go as planned for you. Um, well, I mean, I've, yeah, the only one I lost that I shouldn't have was the Seacop game, yeah. uh, the Vikings in week yeah. 15, but I was already out of it at that point. Yeah. So, but you know, just, you know, a good season so far, but obviously I'm not playing, you know, I'm, I'm not planning on finishing here and I got a lot of work to do for the playoffs and hoping to make a little bit more of a run like last year and, uh, you know, hope, you know, hoping to win at least one game in the playoffs and go from there. Realistically, my schedule was, I mean, our, both our schedules were really difficult. And you, you, you have to beat the teams that you're not expected to beat, like we talked about. But the only team that I should have beat that I didn't was that Vikings game. If you go by how good everyone is normally and how good, you know, we think we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I lost to, all my losses are uh, you once, Monkey, Doe. Charlie, Kunk, BLD, oh, fucking all in a row. <laughs> Stupid. And then Maddening, and that's it. And then the uh, the Vikings. So, yeah, I mean, those are like those six ones right there besides you, and, and including you, are probably all top 12 teams, right? I mean, <laughs> at least, maybe top 10. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I didn't play well, but this was just a really rough year, really rough schedule. So let's hope next year is a little bit easier. Um, so I finished six and eight, or I'm at six and eight right now. Uh, hopefully, get back to five hundred at least, have a somewhat respectable year. And then Seacop uh, right now at five and nine, and so is Ace also at five and nine. So, uh, I don't want to skip over them. Uh, they both like obviously five and nine, nothing to you know, ride home about. But they both improved from last year. 
Especially mm-hmm. Ace, especially because Ace, you know, got rid of Aaron Rodgers with the X Factor and everything, and uh, so it's kind of impressive to go five and nine. He had a couple good wins too, and yeah. so a one six that, in the division though that killed him. Yeah, so that's not obviously not going to help you. Uh, help matters uh, if you're the Bears, and then uh, C Cup only lost to three, only lost by three to me the first game we played. He could have easily won that game. So uh, that's a, he beat uh, me for. That's the first time he's beat ever beaten me. Yeah. Uh, so. And it was pretty handily. And also, he has Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. <laughs> Why did anyone let that happen? This so, is dumb. And, you know, and, and that could really be a difference. Like next year, if he, like Seacup's starting to improve. Like you could see it from like if you look at film from like this year against like me versus last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Seacup's definitely on the way up, and it's just going to make this NFC even tougher. And you know, Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, it's gonna, it makes it hard for anybody to be successful. And he's also got a good uh, young defensive end on the other side. So definitely think not about it. match, yeah. If you think about it, it basically takes away an entire like aspect of your game. Because if you don't have a good line, and even if you do have a good line, you sometimes still have to put extra people at the line. You ba- I, I basically have to keep a running back in the backfield and, and pass block him every single play, every shotgun. So... That takes an entire weapon out of my arsenal. Now I have only four when I usually have five. And sometimes you might have to block a tight end. Now you only have three guys that you can throw to, and he has six defenders, you know? Or he can have seven defenders because he only needs the four guys on the line. It's just crazy how good a pass rush affects a game in real life and in Madden and how I'm super jealous because I don't have one. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's going to be rough. I'm, and now I'm going to start to be nervous to play him. I play him again week 17, but it's for nothing, so I'm not going to care as much. But next year, now that he's got my number, or he had my number once, now, now I, I think I went into it thinking I was going to roll him, you know, one of those games where I felt like I was, you know, it was going to be an easy win. So that was on me, but good job, C-Cup. Look forward to playing you guys again throughout the years. But yeah, congrats, Brad, on the division title back to back. Let's see what you do in the playoffs again. And uh, as long as there's no toes, <laughs> no toe issues. All right. Uh, and finally, we get to the NFC South. Uh, very strong division once again. Uh, so at the bottom, we'll start there with uh, Dog. We've already talked about it, you know what's going on with him. Uh, he was the, the Panthers finished one thirteen. No big deal. He'll at least get a number one pick. The Atlanta Falcons finished, uh, well, they're at 6-8 and eight right now. Uh, pretty disappointing season for Charlie after that first season, I would say. Um, and then BLD and the Saints at 11-4. and four. Talk about that. Uh, also, members, stay tuned for the BLD interview in just a little bit. And at the number one spot and winning the NFC South. It's official right now, right? I think we've determined he actually won. He's 13-2. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. 13 and 2. Uh, he is now the NFC South champion. So BLD, his reign ends short, only at season two. We thought maybe he could win every year, but this has been a different season for him. 13 and 2, the Tampa Bay Bucks and Kunks take the NFC South and right now are fighting for the number one seed in the NFC uh, with Tillman and the Seahawks. Both are at thir- 13 and 2. We'll see what happens week 17. Keep an eye on that one. The Bucks have 
Bradley and the Lions. They're facing off in that matchup. So Bucks win and they clinch the NFC, right? It's the Bucks have the clincher. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just look at my notes here. Yes. If the Bucks beat, if Kunk beats Brad in week 17, the Bucks clinch the NFC number one seed. Um, but right now they have both clinched a first round bye. So regardless, they will not be playing a wild card weekend, either one of them. So it really just depends on who they play the next weekend or the next games. If uh, you beat Kunk and Tillman beats Maddening, then Tillman clinches the number one seed. So that's how that works out. All right. So, yeah. And then BLD had some some tough losses, four losses, um, with his final matchup being against Ace and the Bears. Uh, I believe he's already clinched the playoff berth, right? We confirmed that. Yeah. BLD does have the tiebreaker with Monkey, apparently, yes. according right. to Monkey. So, uh, I'm okay. pretty, yeah, pretty sure the conference record. Yeah. But, so, but, but, but like I mentioned off air, if they do somehow tie three ways like a maddening BOD and monkey tie then some may sometimes madden gets a little bit tricky with yeah that. yeah so anything people, happens, people but... say that they you know but i i i'm on that boat too i don't think it's 100 percent perfect so i i would never do it until i see it i would never believe it so bld he's probably gonna have to win so let's you know maybe I, i'm assuming he will just win that one anyway so especially after a you know uh he just beat tillman so you know i feel like if he's going to beat Tillman, he's probably going to beat Ace. No offense to Ace, but, you know, I feel like the skill level there is a little different. Um, but you never know. So, yeah, that puts uh, BLD in the wild card spot. All right, so you got any other things to say about the NFC, or you want to just jump right into the seedings? I think um, yeah, I think we'll just jump into the seedings. And just before we start, just some breaking cheese and chowder news here. The Steelers have defeated the Chiefs 38-28, to eliminating the Chiefs in the playoffs. And uh, Bruce keeps his playoff hopes alive for now. There you go. Wow. Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that as a kind of a elimination game for whoever loses that because they're both 7-7, seven and seven, right? Yeah, so now Bruce, Bruce is now 8-7. and seven, Yeah. And uh, he, he yeah. has a matchup with uh, the 8-5-1 Texans in Week 17. That could be a playoff decider too. Yeah, it's uh, one of those playoff games you know to end the year before the actual playoffs uh i remember the packers had that happen you know like four weeks in a row at the end of the season they had they had to win out and uh they did and then they won the super bowl so can happen just gotta get hot all right playoff scenarios let's take a look that let's just talk about the seeding real quick um all right so we kind of went over some of these already but as of right now, this is kind of where we're projecting everyone to be. We don't know if this, you know, based on the current records or, you know, when you guys are listening to this, games might have been played by then. So we'll see, you know. But based on projections and what who we expect to kind of win and lose. Uh, and the AFC, let's just start with the bottom. Um, so there's a few teams on the bubble, on the outside sitting in right now, or on the outside looking in. Uh, like we said, the Kansas City Chiefs, They're done. They're eliminated. No longer on the bubble. They cannot make the playoffs, I believe, uh, mathematically eliminated. Pittsburgh Steelers now at eight and seven. They are on the outside looking in. They have Houston in week 17. Big matchup there, like you said. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars no longer on the bubble. They are eliminated seven and eight. So we talked about that one. That one happened recently. 
Um, so both the Jags and the Chiefs eliminated in week 16. So it's the Steelers and the other team on the outside looking in. I think we have this messed up. I think it's the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, the Broncos are on the outside looking in. They are 8-7. and seven. Uh, So right now the Broncos and Steelers are are sitting out of the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, if the season ends today, neither the Steelers nor the Broncos would be in. So Chiz and Bruce out of the playoffs as of right now. And in the playoffs, at the number six seed, the Cleveland Browns. You heard that right. How about that? Dimitri and the Cleveland Browns making a play. Uh, Yeah, so if he wins in Week 17... He clinches a playoff berth for the first time in RML this year. Maybe, I don't know if he, he's been in, in League Four, right? I'm, I'm not sure if he's ever made the playoffs before. Do you remember? I, I don't recall if he did. I don't he, think he, so. He's in briefly, but then he... Uh, yeah, so I think he, uh, this will be the first time, right? And then, I mean, he says he's retiring after this. I know, season, I, don't, so yeah, I don't know about that. He can maybe go out of the bank. Stay, buddy. But, yeah, I don't know. yeah, I mean, maybe this will help him, you know. Maybe he didn't realize that he's about to make the playoffs. Um, all right, and then the number five seed, we talked about them before, but Rich and the Houston Texans are eight, five, and one with a couple big matchups against Doe and then that Steelers matchup uh, that might determine the that could be a wild card determiner right there. If uh, if Doe beats Houston, that puts them at eight, six, and one, and then if Steelers wins, that puts uh well no yeah he'd be eight seven and one yeah he, Steelers would pass him at nine seven so that's what that's what uh that's what Bruce needs to pass Rich but he could also take a Browns loss does he have the uh the the can you check that if he has the um the tiebreaker against tiebreaker Browns? versus Browns who Steelers I'll, I'll, I'll check that now you can keep talking <laughs> Jamie bring that up Jamie pull that. <laughs> So right now, so what, Browns and Steelers, you got, let's check head-to-head first. So we kind of do this on the fly, folks. 24-21 Steelers week six, week six, and 28-21 Browns week 11, so they split, split. head-to-head. You guys are getting a live and, uh, look, a live listen on the, the inside <laughs> scoop of the behind-the-scenes of how cheese and chowder works. And then uh, we got our conference record, right? Uh Wait, is that I have that right? Division yeah. record. No, a division record. Yeah, oh, yeah, division record would be right now. Division record Browns are three and two, but they got the beast mode yeah. week oh, seventeen. Yeah. We're assuming they lose that. So, so they would be three and three, time. and right yep. now Bruce would be three and three. Oh, right now Bruce is three and three. So then that goes oh. to conference, right? Yeah, should, should be conference. Yeah. Browns. Browns would be uh, seven and five. If they lose, and Bruce would be seven and five. If they win. Oh my so god! They're, they're tied all the way through. So it'd be common games, which I don't even want to go into yeah, that. So yeah, who the it. hell knows? Okay, <laughs> it might end up being a, a flip of a coin, guys. Honestly, I don't know how Madden does it. Maybe they do common games. Maybe they don't. Can't confirm. Uh, basically, what we're saying is, Dimitri, you need to win if you want to get in. If you don't, you're basically leaving it up to the gods. But also, Bruce has to win out. So well, and, and then all. Also, uh, Broncos would be in play there too, right? I believe. Um, or, or is that uh, well? Because Rich would be lo- Rich would lose. Because because say Rich beats Doughboy, he'd be nine five and one, 
and then he loses to Bruce, he'd be nine six and one, but that's nine and a half wins. So he'd be ahead of both Bruce and so it'd be a three way if if uh right, we're we're Chisholm talking beats. we're talking about the Browns and the Steelers. If if the Browns lose yeah, yeah, but no, but, seventeen but three teams could be nine and seven. Broncos, Browns and Steelers. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about the I didn't bring the Broncos into play yet. But uh yeah, they're on the right now they're sitting yeah, so it, okay, well look at that then. Has the Brown Browns or Steelers played the Broncos? Go to the Broncos schedule. I'm pulling it up now. They got uh let's see, Browns or Steelers. Nope, they did not play either, either of them. All right, nope, com- so com- conference. conference record between the three. I got it. I think. I got uh Broncos. Conference record is seven and four. We're assuming they're we're assuming they're nine and seven. So Browns would lose so, seven so, and five. And Broncos would be eight and four. Broncos would win, so they'd be eight and four. And then Steelers is seven and seven and five. Five and so, five. So, so they so, would win two. So Broncos would probably have the five, seven and five. So Broncos would have the tiebreaker between the three. Because if they do when they, when it's three teams tie, they they go by a conference record after the head to heads. Actually, they don't even do head to heads. I don't think. Damn, so, 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 so basically, so the Broncos, Broncos has to win to get it to get well, it. Well, and, he needs to and win he needs and Browns to lose. A Browns loss, yeah. Okay, so this is the situation again <laughs> <laughs> for every team. Okay, Steelers need a win and a Browns loss, and even then, they might not get it. We don't know, right? And yeah. a, and a Broncos loss. So, Bruce, you need. A you need a, you need to beat Rich number one, or else you're eliminated. And then you would need help with a Browns loss and a Broncos loss. So you're definitely in the worst situation. The Broncos are in the second worst. So these are only three. There's only three teams basically fighting for one spot. Oh, but but Rich unless could unless lose Rich out. loses twice, yeah. Okay, man, this is getting too complicated. We okay. remember how many times we, we talked about the AFC? <laughs> we talked about the AFC, how crazy the AFC playoffs is. This is what we're talking about. Okay, the Denver Broncos, Chiz, I'm talking to you. Do you hear me, buddy? Okay. You need to win, of course, and you need a Browns loss, right? Because they have to be 9-7. Then you get, have a tiebreaker. All right, so that's what you need. So you're not – even with a win, you're not in. You need Browns – so you need Beast Mode to beat Browns, which could happen. He's playing well. Browns, you just need a win. Week 17, win and in. So, Dimitri – that's your situation, but you, that means you need to beat Baltimore, which will be tough. If you don't win, then you need a Broncos loss, right? I don't think he needs a Pittsburgh loss. No, he just needs a Broncos loss because actually, who, who do we determine? Oh, no, you'd want a Broncos loss and a Steelers loss because we don't know who has a tiebreaker. Whatever. This is getting too complicated. Rich, you just need to win one of your last two, and you're in. So Texans need to win against either Doe or Bruce. And I, I think that Doe Bruce or that Houston versus Pittsburgh game it will end up being huge for the playoffs. Probably at the end. I that would be cool if it was. Alright, did we get it? You think? I think I'd be probably people probably turn it off by now, right? Okay. <laughs> well we'll turn it back on, guys. Okay. You're back? All right. <laughs> um all right. Number three seed as of right now is or sorry, number four seed. We haven't even those are just for the freaking Wild cards. <laughs> All right, so we already talked about these guys, but the Dolphins sitting at number four because they have won their division, so uh, they'll have that home playoff game. Uh, most right now, if if Texans hangs on 
it'll be Texans versus Dolphins. That would be a pretty interesting matchup. I would actually enjoy seeing that one. Uh, and then we have the Baltimore Ravens right now at the number three spot. Um, that one could still switch around. We'll see what happens with Doe um, and the Colts at the two seed. So Ravens still have a chance technically at a first round bye, and technically they have a chance even at the number one seed. Uh, the Colts sitting at the two seed right now at 10 and four. Uh, if the Colts win, win out their next two against Houston and Cincinnati, they will clinch that first round by um, if they don't win out, if they lose one of those games, they may need some help to stave off the Ravens. And at number one seed, you have the Oakland Raiders. Uh, they, Danny just needs to win one of his last two games to uh, clinch that number one seed. So, and I believe he plays the he plays the Bills and then Vic and the Chargers. Got him. All right. So I, don't think, uh, I don't think we have to talk too much about these. We've already covered them and everything. I don't. You, you have anything to say? I mean, do you just want to? So let's just kind of assume that like the seating is going to stay the same, like as we have it, like In so, summer. like rounds. So potential matchups here. Well, which ones interest you? I mean, so, so even if. Okay, let's just say they are. So let's say, well, the Broncos is we have, we saw the Broncos there, but it yeah, should so be the Browns. The Browns. So Browns, Browns versus Beast Mode. Ravens, and that's and, already and, happened in week seventeen. So that so could that, be back to back. Uh, yeah, that could be really uh, interesting there. That'd be interesting. I bet that will make Dimitri not, not want to play even more if he loses both <laughs> both. <laughs> um. So let's say okay, predictions then. Or right, do you want to do predictions? I mean, might yeah, as well, right? Why, why not? I mean, we're we're not having no chance. So. All right, let's. Uh, you want to write these down somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. I'll put, I'll put it up, uh, up here. Okay. Um, all right, so Raven, Brown, let's just assume Browns at Ravens. Who you got? I got Ravens. I'll take, I'll take that. I got, I got to go with Ravens too. So Ravens in the wild card round. All right, and then Houston at Miami. Ooh, I know you like your boy Rich. That's a oof, that's an interesting. I I just feel like I I I, I lost to Rich this year. Mother, mother in the playoffs. Mother Lord. I I, th- I don't think Mother Lord's won a single playoff game yet. He's gotten sure, a couple right. times. I feel like he's going too soon. I feel but like I don't the... know. I feel like Rich is a kind of a bad matchup for Mother Lord. Uh, in, in favor of Rich, you're saying? Yeah, like I, I just feel like, but okay. I don't know. So pick, but... pick Rich then. Uh, I I go with Rich, but yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm I, I, lo- I love you, Mother Load. I'm picking Mother Load, so that one we can go different on. Okay, so for mine that would be four seed Mother Load. So he and then we had we both had Baltimore. So it'd be Baltimore versus Indy, and then yours would be Raiders versus Texans, and mine would be Raiders versus Dolphins. So for those, let's just pick the eight. What who what the AFC Championship is going to be. Uh, I'm going to say, oh man, I'm saying Oakland versus Baltimore. I think, I think Beast One's going to beat though. But will this be the sec- if, if, if Motherload wins and, and, uh, and also Beast Mode wins, that means this is the second straight year that Motherload's going to play Danny in the playoffs, right? I believe so. I, I would have to check uh, the schedule. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure he did play him last year. I, I remember. Yeah, I think he did. So then, okay. So my prediction. Hold on a sec. So then, Beast Mode be playing Doe. So yours would be so Doe, and then Texas would be playing Danny. Yeah, yours would be Houston versus. Yeah. Colts. 
and and still or no, it would be no, 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 other, other, no. Houston versus Danny, and then yeah, well, right. and then Beast Mode versus Doe. I, I was gonna have to go with uh, Chalk and go with uh, Doe versus Danny. I think. Okay, was that what it was last year? I believe so. So too. Okay, last and then uh, who do you have coming out? I'll go with Danny again. Yeah, I want. I want to say. I want to say Beast. I'm gonna have to say Danny but, too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's there I, yet. But I hope I, think I hope it is Beast. Be. I hope Beast does it and proves me and proves me right from earlier. Okay, let's do the NFC now. Well, we had to first do the seeding. Uh, Things are a little uh, easy. We talked we talked about it a little bit in the interview with BLD, and I think we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but we can just kind of go briefly over here and look at what we have listed as is. No, oh, yeah, as much, not yeah, as much yeah. of a clusterfuck as it. Yeah, let's just assume that all these. Okay, let's, I'm just gonna announce the seeds first, just so everyone knows. Uh, outside looking in, the Cowboys. We talked about that. He needs a win and a Giants loss against Steve. So let's just assume that Weasel's gonna beat Steve. And uh, on this, at the six seed, we have uh, Manning and the Rams at eleven and four. Five seed, we have BLD and the Saints at eleven and four. Um, go, go go with uh, me at the four seed. Kunk's the favorite. Yeah. yeah, so say yeah. I lose a Kunk. Yeah. Okay. So uh, at the four seed, clinching the NFC North uh, is the Detroit Lions, and then at the three seed will be the the New York Giants and Weasel, and then the uh, two seed will be. Let's just assume that Kunk wins. Um, that because we're that's what we're assuming already. So the two C will be Tillman, the Seahawks, and the one C will be Kunk and the Bucks. All right, so all right. let's. I want to. All right, you move that. Okay, good. All right, so that means it would be BLD versus Weasel in the wild card round, and Maddening versus Brad. No, 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 because we're assuming I'm the three C. I'm no, no. I'm assuming, oh, assuming no, four. I'm four C. Oh, you didn't. So move. It'd be it'd be me. Yeah. You versus BLD. Ah, man, this is a mess. Okay. BLD versus Brad. Apologies. And Maddening versus Weasel. All right, so a rematch of BLD versus Brad that that Brad won uh, just a few weeks ago. And then uh, Maddening versus Weasel should be another good one. I don't know if they played this year, but all right, let's get predictions. They they played uh, week one, and uh, Maddening uh, lost. Yeah, displaying his new offense, but the so predictions. I mean, I gotta, I gotta believe in myself. So Go I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going lines. I'm going lines. All right, same game plan. Maybe not. All right, I'm gonna go VLD in that one, and in Weasel versus Madden, that's a tough one. But unfortunately, I just don't see Madden being able to overcome his uh, offense without Patrick. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go Weasel with that one as well. So and Weasel yeah, is I, I agree. Right? So Weasel's the three. That means it'll be Weasel versus Tillman. So BLD has to wait still. Oh man, this match, these matchups are gonna be so juicy. Weasel versus Tillman for mine, and BLD versus Conk. Oh my god, that's gonna be great. What a divisional round. So well, yours yours would be. And then so yeah, and then so that's yours, and then mine would be yours would still be weasel versus yours would just be you versus conk. 
because it would be Weasel versus Tailman still. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Oh, so okay. So let's just go with uh, the conference championship predictions. So another rematch. Both years are rematch would be rematches if you win. <laughs> I mean, I played everybody. Yeah, true. We we both have. <laughs> I'm just not playing them again. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're uh, golfing. Tomorrow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna. Oh, this is so tough. But you know, I have to go. Oh, you know what? I really want to go with Kunk, but I'm going to go BLD versus Tillman because I want to see it so bad mm-hmm. again. It's just one of my favorite matchups to watch. Um, you're going to go... I'm, I'm going to just pick Kunk. I mean, I have no clue. Like, I think I'm going to have a better idea after like playing Kunk next, in Week 17. Okay, say it for our readers because I see what you're typing, but no one else does. I think uh, I'm going to have to go with Kunk <laughs> if, if, I, if I beat BLD. I know, it's, just, we, it, it's just a tough task to like like any any I know, both of them back like, to back. You, you gotta go you gotta go through such a ringer to get yeah. to an NFC like get, just to get to the NFC championship. I and know. then if to if you win that to make a Super Bowl against like Danny or somebody, it's just yeah. it's just so hard. This and, welcome uh, to RML, buddy. I mean <laughs> where have you been? All right. Who is your uh, uh Weasel versus Tillman matchup? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go. I don't think Weasel can hang with Tillman in playoff Tillman. Tillman mode activated. Yeah. I'm going to go Tillman there. Kunk versus Tillman. All right. So different matchups. Um, in the ASC, we both had Raiders, right? So Super Bowl. Who do you have going to Super Bowl for the NFC? Kunk or Tillman? I'm going to go Tillman. Been there, done that. Ooh, I kind of want to. I don't want to. I just don't want to see BLD or Stan again. No offense, BLD. And you're going to hear you know, from him in a little bit. But uh, I'm also going to go Tillman. So Tillman versus Danny, we both have. So pretty much this whole thing is pointless. Unless we <laughs> pick a different Super Bowl winner, which I don't think we're going to. Who is your winner? Uh, so I have Tillman versus Danny. I'm going to go with uh, Tillman. Mm. I kind of want to just go Danny then just to be because, you know, yeah. opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Danny, but I... My first guess is my first thought is Tillman, but I'm I'm gonna go Danny just to just to be the opposite of you because I don't want you know I want it to be interesting. No offense, Danny, but, but I I, yeah. I think you could win. No, I, I if I wouldn't choose I wouldn't choose you if I didn't think you could win. I'm not saying you're not gonna win. I'm choosing Danny, hundred percent. All right, so that's our predictions and the crazy playoff scenario <laughs> that is happening. Sorry, we weren't as prepared as we wish we were. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff, and so it's a lot of uh, figuring out. And uh, yeah, and it's not like you know we don't have all the resources and interns to be able to look all this stuff up for you us. <laughs> so you know, not like the NFL where they well, just have yeah. like all the an- analysis and things. Like we have to count things and like you know look at schedules <laughs> and shit. Like we we don't have all that on file. Well, once we get that McDonald's sponsorship, I'm sure we'll be able to afford an intern or two that can do all this work for us. Definitely. Yeah, but, we're going to have a whole headquarters. <laughs> so all right. I, I think we kind of picked like a little bit uh, like chalky playoffs, but I feel like this is kind of the year where anything can happen in the playoffs, especially the NFC side. I, I think like, there, you know, if you can quantify it's some, a lot of big dogs, there's yeah. a lot of big dogs in the fight. Like I feel like in, in the NFC, that is like the six best teams and players. You know, you and Monkey are pretty close, yeah. I would say. So, but like as of right now, how you're playing, 
those are the six best players this year in the NFC. And maybe, you know, six of the seven best players in the NFL, in our, all of our mouth. Because I don't know if any, no offense to AFC, but I don't know if anyone, you know, I guess Doe and Beast are still, you know, really good. And Rich is good. I guess they're all solid. But the NFC is really cutthroat right now. But AFC is still real crazy. And I'm sure whoever comes out of it is going to put up a real, real good fight against whoever wins the NFC. So, all right. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the playoffs, boys. So bring your A games. This is, it's that time of year. Uh, the next episode we do will be probably the off season. Um, and probably after the draft. Yeah, probably so, uh, off-season recap and, and yep. season three preview. So yeah, that's the schedule now. We're just doing uh, probably every other week, and well, this one might be, might, well, no, it'll be every other week. So I, I don't think we're gonna get through the playoffs that fast. But uh, yeah, all right. Any last thoughts, Brad? Before we get to the interview, I just think, uh, boy, it's gonna be very exciting times in our male playoff, you know, intensity and. Hopefully no controversy this year. Uh, kind of talking myself there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, boy, there are going to be some really fun matchups to watch, and I'm going to try and clear my schedule as best as I can to watch some of these games, and uh, I just can't wait. I'm, I'm hoping I can do some damage, but, you know, I'm not expecting t- too much. But, boy, I just hope you guys uh, buckle up and uh, come along for the ride. Yeah, couldn't agree more. There's uh... – a lot to watch. I wish I was playing, but just got to wait another year, apparently. So, <laughs> but now we're going, we'll go four years in a row after that, or five years, however many seasons we play, forever and ever. Cause, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not missing again. This is not fun missing the playoffs. I'm with you guys, everyone else. Let's gang up and beat these, these guys every year and keep them out. All new playoff teams next year. Who's with me? <sighs> Give me a high five. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to be it for the this portion of the uh, the episode. Uh, stay tuned right now for the interview with Blood Runs Orange (BLD). And yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. We are here with. BLD and Brad, and I am Cody as always. This is the second interview of Cheese and Chowder, the Arma podcast. All right, first off, welcome BLD. Great to have you. How you been doing? I've been doing good, man. How y'all? I think we're doing all right, man. It's been uh, it's been a crazy season. Uh, excited to talk some Madden NFL football with you. And as always, our boy Chowder over here. How we doing, Brad? I'm all right. I'm uh, you know, excited for these playoffs coming up, and it's been a fun year for me in RML, at least. Not so much for you. Yeah, yeah you got jokes. Yeah, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a rough, rough go of it. Going to have to bounce back and figure it out in the offseason. I don't know what's going on, man. But I think, uh, year, I think this year has by far been the, the most exciting RML season that I've been a part of since I've been in the I, league. <clears throat> yeah. I think so too. The the amount of like just upsets and craziness happening, like some of the ones that, like normally you'll see a, a few a year and they'll be like, oh wow, that's crazy. But this year, we're you know last episode we talked about it. It's some or I don't know if it's last episode or one before that, but it was almost like every every day, every week, there's some you know big upset or big game or or you know crazy score or something. I'm just like, you know what what's hap- what's going to happen next? Like first season it was 
ties at, like every week. And <laughs> all, it's just like Madden is is weird this year, man. But yeah, glad to have you, man. Uh, let's get to some some questions. So, I mean, we all know how good you are. You know, you're you. By the way, congrats on you know winning Super Bowl season one. Um, so you got one under your belt right away. I know it took you a little longer in Madden 19, I think, right? It took you a few seasons to get get that first one. So must be nice to have that one now. But uh, so, yeah, you're you're pretty, pretty good. One of the better players, maybe if not the best player in the league right now. Uh, So how how hard have you worked throughout, you know, the years of playing Madden? And how how have you gotten so good at the game? Or do you think it's just like naturally comes to you? You're just naturally gifted at being good at Madden. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's like a natural thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think some guys are better on the sticks than others, and I mean, I think that's natural. Just coming with like being good at video games. But as far as like, I mean, just over the years, just like playing a lot, and I mean, you can tell the guys, like, you can tell who has like a lot of Madden knowledge, you know. And when playing those guys, you can tell who's who has that. And I don't. I think it's more just a time thing. You know, you put in time, you practice, you prepare, and stuff like that. And I think it's just it just comes with time, really. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's anything natural. I think we all. And I've seen a lot of guys in the league, including honestly one of the most impressive improvements I've seen is Brad. To be honest, I mean. He's um, from the beginning of last year to where he's at now is incredible. So, yeah. And I think that just comes with time. I think Brad's been putting in the work. And just like myself, I, you know, I, I've put in a lot of work, you know, and I think, I think that's how it is. I don't think it's really anything natural though. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I think, would you also say it's probably uh, a little bit of the level that you play at too, right? I mean, you, you, when you play a lot of really good opponents and really high level players, you get, it kind of betters yourself over time too, right? Like, I mean, playing in this league, I don't think me playing, you know, the, the computer or in like a, you know, a lesser league with lesser skill, I wouldn't have gotten, and same with Brad, we wouldn't have gotten as good as we are now uh, without doing that. So I feel like that's part of it too, is playing guys like you and, you know, some of the higher end guys where you can also learn from them and learn from your own mistakes. I mean, you think that's probably something to do with it as well, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what's the saying? You know, iron sharpens iron. So, you know, I mean, that's the best way to look at it. You know, like when I line up and play Tillman, I mean, I feel like every time I play Tillman, he teaches me something. I may teach him something. Same with Danny. Same with several of the guys in the league. So, I mean, yeah. that, just, that comes with it. Like we said, uh, I think it – like, you know, when I first started playing Madden a few years ago, or, I mean, it's been more than a few years, but a while back, I mean, Tillman, Tillman destroyed me every time we played. I can't tell you how many Super Bowls I lost to that guy. But, I mean, I feel like it made me way better at the game every time I would lose to him. It made you want to get better, too, right? Oh, yeah. See, every time. You were hungry and hungrier, right? Yep. Yeah. I, no, we could see it. I know. Yeah. I remember. I think um... – like to BLD's point, like getting that playoff experience, I feel like like that's helped me a lot. Like making playoffs for like the first time last se- last Madden, and then like obviously this year in season one, you know I beat Monkey, and we had the whole weasel situation and stuff. But like now going into these playoffs, I feel like a lot more confident, you know, and I feel like I can keep up with the best of them. And uh, getting that playoff experience out of the way definitely helps you um, going forward, in my opinion. 
Yeah, it seems like it's like a pressure thing getting those first few ones out of the way. You're not, you're not as nervous going in and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not there yet. I don't feel like I haven't, I've only gotten like one total playoff win, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm working towards it. But I also think, uh, you know, one thing that kind of separates uh, some of the guys and it just kind of came to me, but would you say that, you know, a lot of people like myself, I feel like I play the game as a fan of, you know, watching football and, and things like that. I feel like I play the game a certain style to where as, I'm not playing it necessarily as a video game. I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I'm playing it more to, and I'm not saying, you, you know, you guys don't play sim or anything like that, but I'm, I'm playing it more the way I think that a football game plays out versus some people are playing it more, you know, as a video game to try and, you know, do as well as you can in the video game. Would, do you, does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. Uh, I feel like sometimes that, that can be good and bad, honestly. Mm-hmm. I know, I know I've, I've tried to play like that before, like as if it's real. And then sometimes I have to remember, Hey, we're playing Madden, so, you know? Yeah. Got to, I guess you could say cheese. No, yeah. no, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. I, I, I that's why I, I'm actually crediting you guys for being able to think about it a different way. You know, you're taking a game that you've known and love your whole life, you know, the game of football, but you're, you're playing it a, in a way that, you know, elevates the you know the skill that you're showing versus just you know playing that how you normally see it on tv and stuff like that so that and that's where i think people like brad and people like me and some of the people that have grown a little bit are learning to play that a little bit better you know by playing guys like you and seeing what you can do that you wouldn't normally think about that you wouldn't see on on tv on a football field you know what i'm saying would you agree brad also Definitely like a little bit of transition and uh, like when you first, you know, get into Madden like this seriously and as serious as RML is and it's like you kind of get into like a different zone almost like when you play like an RML game. It's just like things that, you know, that work in Madden really, especially with the X factors and stuff. It's not necessarily realistic at times. Um, so you kind of have to like put yourself in a different like mental state kind of than like if you were like coaching like a real football game or something like that. It's just you know completely different from regular football, and and I definitely get that. Uh, you know, some people in the league may not be able to adjust that quickly uh, with that, since they like football so much and they want to play it, like you know, and want to do all the schemes and coverages the same as in real life. Yeah, the one one of the things I know is about uh, BLD and and some of the better players, but specifically, I I watched uh, your game against Tillman recently, and um, I've you know I've watch a lot of your games over the years and one thing that I noticed that you do really well obviously your defense is you know elite top tier best user of all time in my opinion hands down but I think you're so quick on the sticks with switching and and also just you know getting to where you need to be you don't you don't miss guys and stuff like that um so I think going back to what we were talking about earlier about it being um I think that talent you kind of have a little bit naturally because you probably have really good hand-eye coordination, which has probably just been from video games over the years. But uh, it, I'm sure it also came from a lot of time and practice as well, right? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, uh, I tell a lot of guys a lot of times, you know, like, if you notice, like, some guys let the CPU tackle for them and stuff, you know? And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but, like, you're not going to get better 
by allowing the CPU to make those plays. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh like, yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of guys come to me like I've I've had a lot of guys DM me and say, "Hey, give me some tips on defense." And I'm like, "Well, even if you miss the play, even if you do something wrong, just try to make the play yourself." You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I mean, the CPU is good and all, but your user is way better. I mean, I've always said it don't matter how fast the user is, he looks faster than everybody on the field. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, just just really, I guess naturally. I mean, I've always you know, been solid at video games. Every video game I really play, I'm pretty decent at. So I guess that comes natural. But as far as, like, just making user plays and stuff, I feel like anybody can do that. You just got to – it just comes with practice, man. It comes with seeing it. And yeah. It comes with a lot of practice. I, I think, I think uh, Cody, I think we've kind of talked about this, like, uh, off-air before. But I think one of the biggest things that improved my game was my user ability went up a ton from last year and it makes such a big difference if some you know if you can jump a pass and bait somebody or something it makes a huge difference when you're in defense and gets people thinking so i think uh usering line like i, I told yeah i keep telling tendy i was like you gotta you gotta you gotta use your your linebacker and not your defensive lineman because you can make so many more plays that way so i think that's you know a big step people right. have to make yeah and i think that's always that's always been the key in this league and in head-to-head leagues especially from for me that was the key to getting you know decent at the game in general like i I always talk about how you got to win the turnover battle and that's you know the first start so yeah i mean i i I get that i i think some people have grown to another level this man especially because this man has you know changed a lot even on defense with the user abilities and stuff like that are not you know as good as they were in previous versions so you've kind of had to adjust a little bit plus a lot of the players now have been all all of us have been playing together for so long we kind of almost know each other like i know not to go over the middle with bld i know not to go over the middle against you know really good users you know you kind of playing it almost a chess match right like you're kind of you're you're especially the really high-end guys who who literally do know each other so well from playing in the playoffs like you and tillman you know I, i see you guys playing and it's like you know it's like watching a chess match. It's really crazy. But uh, all right, let's get to the next question here. Uh, so we're talking about how Madden has changed a little bit. We've kind of covered this a lot over in on the episodes, but like there's been a, a, a lot of upsets and a lot of, you know, crazy things happening this Madden 20 specifically over, you know, the last few versions. What do you, what do you think you attribute that to, you know, is it like, you know, just the gameplay, the, the style of that the, the game is being played, or you think people are just getting better, or what? What's going on? Uh, I mean, I think, I think a lot of guys are getting better. I mean, I I see the league more balancing it out. You know, I mean, like there's several guys I can name that have just really gotten better at the game. There's also several that has kind of fell off, but uh, I mean, as far as Madden, I mean, it just feels like it's another Madden, you know, and I just feel like everybody's just adapting. You know, like you said, we're all kind of learning each other a little bit more, you know, and uh, I feel like everybody's getting a little better. Like Brad the other night, Brad's <laughs> user skills was the way he was using the safety all over the place had me, I, it had me so confused. So, I mean, like just stuff you normally don't see. I mean, I don't think, I don't, I don't want to give credit to Madden or anything like that. I think it's just people simply getting better. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, there is has been a lot of people getting better. And I think that's naturally the way things go when you have a bunch of guys playing 
for multiple years and multiple versions of the game, you're going to see some guys go up and you're going to see some guys go down. People are going to have highs and lows. And, you know, you're seeing that with me right now. I mean, not, you know, first two seasons, not having a great start. And, uh, but, you know, I'll bounce back. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, other guys that I, you know, randomly having bad games, like, you know, we talked earlier about Doe, you know, having a few bad losses, but he's still, you know, in the playoff hunt. But, you know, he lost to like Tendy and who else? Uh, a few others that Bears, were not. Motherload. Yeah, Ace and Motherload. And yeah, I mean, so sometimes you'll get these random games and those guys aren't bad. You know, we're not trying to downplay those levels like Motherload. You know, he's about to win the AFC East and he's played really well. He's He has a lot of big wins this year. And I think, you know, I agree with you. I think a lot of it is just coming down to people having really good games and, and starting to get better and adapt to the game. So yeah, that's, it's very uh, interesting to watch. So I kind of, yeah, so I'm kind of going to kind of go, go off of those questions and kind of make my own a little bit here. Something I want to know. Uh, so obviously BLD coming off a 19 and 0 Super Bowl season and uh, you know, it's hard to top that, but Right now, sitting at eleven and four, winnable game week seventeen against the Bears, so probably going to finish at twelve and four. Uh, good season for anybody, but got to be a little disappointed, right? BLD finishing twelve and four, having four losses, and sitting in a wild card spot. Uh, like, what? How do you, uh, you know, describe that this year and what happened in those four losses? And do you see this year as a failure so far in a regular season? Uh, I don't. I don't really see it as a failure. Um... Now, for a while, I was honestly, I mean, I was watching the wild card race pretty, pretty tight. I thought I, I thought I was going to miss, to be honest. But uh, I don't really look at it as a failure. I mean, it's a good season. It's obviously not what I'm used to. I mean, this was probably by far the closest I've been to missing the playoffs in any league. So uh, I really I'm not used to it, but I don't really look at it as a failure. I, I struggled this season. I mean, I had a bat, you know, uh, Vic upset me early in the year, and then Kunk and Danny back-to-back caught a couple of L's there, and then obviously you whooped me. But uh, I also had also had a few big wins, too, that I really needed, um, especially today. That was huge. But uh, I don't want to say it's a failure. I mean, we'll see how the playoffs go. But, I mean, obviously I want to be in the Super Bowl. But, uh, I mean, really, the only way it would really be a failure is if probably – you know, I missed I missed the Super Bowl. Obviously, I mean that's always the end goal is just the Super Bowl. I don't really care how I get there. Just gotta <laughs> find a way to win. Yeah. Speaking of our game, I mean I can't you know you can't mention this and not have me uh, go off a little bit here and do my own horn. But twenty one to three. Honestly, I still can't believe I did that. That you know that happened. But when's the last time you scored three or less points in a league game before that game? I mean. <laughs> Uh, like the whole second, the whole really fourth quarter, I was contemplating like whether like I was just gonna try my best to get in field goal range so I could get three points on the board. <laughs> kind of yeah. sorry about, I'm kind of sorry about kicking the field goal there, but uh, not really because I mean I didn't want to get shut out. I honestly can't tell you, man. I mean, but right after that, the next day, uh, Charlie actually beat me in uh, the the sister league, thirteen to six. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I think bad I couple through, of days. Yeah, I just I went through a slump there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also the first drive of that game, I lost pain. That hurt really bad. And I yeah. hate that 
I hate I hate that I'm so reliant on one player, but it's mm-hmm. true. Right. Yeah, that, that completely changed the game. And obviously, 21 at 3 does not happen if you have pain. So that's why I'm, uh, if a playoff rematch does happen uh, this year, I'm not looking for the same result there. And I'm definitely a lot more worried this time around. And I'm not oh, expecting okay. a 21 to 3. I'm ready for you this time, Brad. <laughs> I know that, that's yeah. why I'm. That's why I'm afraid. You're ready for that butt whooping. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it it, it kind of seems like uh, you and Tillman kind of switched spots the first two years. So like last year, Tillman had a rough regular season. I mean, it wasn't rough. He still finished twelve and four, but he started off four and four, and then he won his last like eight games, and you know was doing well at the end. Um, but now it's like he's doing really well this season and you're you're the one who's having a few more losses. So I feel like that's kind of interesting how you guys have kind of switched a little bit. But I always, I always compare you guys a little bit because you guys do have like a nice little rivalry going, you know, being two of the best players and arguably, you know, the two best players we've ever seen in our, in our league. So it's pretty interesting to see the parallels between you guys. Yeah, for uh, sure. I mean, we well, getting back. sorry, I'm just gonna jump right into the next question, so you can just talk about, uh, you know, some some of those guys too, and you can mention him. But uh, who is your favorite uh, RML user to play against right now? Uh, I mean, that's for sure. Every time I see Tillman on the schedule, I circle it. So, and that, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely my favorite to play. Uh, there's a couple. There's definitely a couple. I mean. I could say I could say favorite least favorite would probably be Weasel. That's fifty fifty. It's like the the enjoyment of beating Weasel is probably the best out right. of beating anybody. But also the pressure of possibly losing to Weasel yeah. is probably the highest like mm-hmm. pressure. So I mean definitely Tillman probably the best probably my favorite playing because of just the chess match in our games and uh just actually just it's very fun. It's very grimy. It's very like it's very not knowing what the next move is going to be. He keeps me on my toes. And then probably Weasel. Probably Weasel's up there. I love playing Weasel. For sure. Yeah. We, yeah. we could see. Uh, we could see both those games potentially in the playoffs here. Uh, BLD, you know, facing Weasel maybe first, and then maybe Tillman next. So should be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely oh, yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that real quick. That might as well since we brought it up. Uh, uh, your potential playoff opponents for the first week. By the way, how how long is it? I feel like I, this is the first time we're gonna ever see you in Wild Card Weekend. Like, I don't think you've ever not been a two seed or higher. Like, this is pretty wild. You may have been a three seed one year, I think. But uh, so yeah, you're right now. You're sitting at the five seed, and you pretty much have it locked in place unless you lose and uh maddening wins then he then you guys would just switch and you'd be the six but most likely you'll probably win you know barring any uh big upsets so you're at the five so you'd play the four seed and right now weasel sitting at the four uh if he wins he clinches the east um but that means he would be 11 and five. And that means Brad would have to win to clinch the three seed. So if both Brad and weasel win, then you'd be, you'd be playing weasel uh, in the wildcard weekend, but Brad is playing Kunk. So let's assume Brad loses the Kunk and weasel wins against Steve, which both those, in my opinion, are probably likely outcomes. Sorry, Brad, <laughs> but let's say that happens. Now you're playing Brad 
in the wildcard weekend. And then the winner of that one, uh, if Weasel beats Maddening, I mean, that could go either way, really. But let's say Weasel beats Maddening, then you got then the winner of that one would play Kunk. Uh, well, yes. Would play Kunk, unless, I don't know, it, it gets pretty wild. It, it could be Tillman or Kunk, you, you depending really, on those. But you really can't, you really can't tell, honestly, because I, I feel like, I feel like the NFC is loaded, to be honest. I mean, it is. It's really top heavy. I mean, yeah. all, all six, and, and, we, and Monkey's probably going to miss the playoffs unless he, he needs some guys. So, like, there's seven teams that are very good that, you know, and some of them aren't going to get in, and some of them are, you know. And right now, I feel like with Kunk being, you know, really solid too, you, you Kunk, and, and Tillman are, are obviously leading the pack. And I feel like, uh, it's going to be a, a dogfight to the end there. What are your thoughts on those guys or all, all your potential opponents? I mean, uh, obviously, I guess I could start with Tillman today. I didn't really take much away from the game against Tillman today because, I mean, I felt like we played the first half pretty tight, but then I felt like he could tell I wanted it more, and he kind of rolled over right there when he seen that I, I had grabbed momentum. Uh, Kunk, Kunk's, Kunk's a dogfight. I mean, Kunk's like a little brother. He's a thorn in my side. He's definitely probably my least favorite to ever play. I hate him, but I love him. <laughs> um, yeah, Kunk, yeah, I told him this year when we were picking teams, I said, whatever you do, you better be in the AFC. And then the next thing I know, he, you know he's not going to play Madden, and then the next thing I know, he's the Buccaneers. So, yeah, definitely some, some beef there, but uh, – I love Kunk. And then Brad. Obviously, I want revenge. I want to see Brad. But, uh, you know, I might not get Brad. And then uh, then Weasel. I really can't take much away from the regular season game against Weasel. I mean, I had eight forced fumbles or seven. <laughs> uh, you, really can't, you really can't expect that all the time. So, there really ain't much tape there. And then, and then Maddening. I mean, Maddening's offense. I, I won't have to play him if we're both wild cards, but unless it's the NFC Championship. But Plus, Mahomes is out. So. Yeah, Mahomes out to the Super Bowl, so probably nothing yeah. to worry about there. Yeah, but still, man, I mean, Tyreek Hill is tough to game plan against. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And he's he's got McCaffrey. I, I feel like Madden should be using McCaffrey a little bit more than he is right now. Yeah, he definitely should. But every play, I, you got to watch for Tyreek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a game really plan for him big time. Yeah, so. takes the top off for sure. Yeah, yeah, true. that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm look. I mean, there's so many good matchups potentials. I can't really, I can't even pick a favorite, man. There's like. Literally every single one is like, man, that's must see. Oh man, that one's must see. Oh shit, that one's must see. I gotta watch all these, you know. So yeah, NFC playoffs is gonna be exciting as fuck. All <laughs> right, uh, and you you kind of already talked about, um, but you you'd say Kunk is probably your uh, your most dreaded player, the the person you dread playing the most, or is there anyone else that fits in that category? Uh, yeah, it's definitely Kunk. I hate playing him. Uh, yeah. You think say, you think say, he would say the same about you? I you think say, he hates playing you too? No, I think I think I think he enjoys it, and that's what I hate about it the most. <laughs> Cuz I think he enjoys it, but uh I definitely joke about it a lot. But uh it's it's very true. I think everybody's starting to realize I can't stand playing him. So uh what yeah. don't you like about it just cuz he plays well or or he just knows you so well? He knows me and, and he knows how to piss me off. He does little shit to piss me off, and he does it on purpose. And I definitely know he does. Like, I think our last game, just randomly, he did like a, he kicked it, he kicked off to my fullback or something. And I was like, man, I'm a little <laughs> faggot for doing that. But, 
definitely it's definitely fun playing him. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I would like to see him in the playoffs. I think it would be interesting. And uh, I definitely, I, I definitely don't think I'm the favorite this year at all. Uh, I'm definitely gonna be the underdog in some of these games. And uh, I don't know. It's very, it's it's crazy. I mean, the NFC is loaded. You know, you got monkey. Monkey's gonna miss the playoffs. I talk a lot of shit to monkey, but uh, I definitely respect his game. And then I think Shane. Shane had one of the better seasons you could have, really. Yeah, it really and fell apart at the end. Yeah. It's a shame he's going to miss the playoffs. And, I mean, you know, yeah. Charlie, Charlie and you are definitely guys you can't just roll over on. So, I mean, like I said, the NFC is fun. It's loaded. Yeah, and for sure. Whoever comes out deserves it, and they earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I can buy anyone with Omar Payne being an underdog. No offense, but... <laughs> I'm, I'm, if anyone gives me, if anyone gives me a, a spray with you as the underdog, I'm taking that and I'm taking it to the bank. So, yeah, he's definitely right. he's a game changer. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, dude. But keep, best best idea ever, right? Keepers, best idea ever. I mean, who knew? Go look at Tillman's running back. Go look at. I Bishop. know Bishop's good too. Yeah, he is. Uh, that they were in the same draft. You remember that draft? They yeah, were in the Bishop. same draft, and I and. I'll, and I remember talk, talking to you about that when that was happening. We were on the mic, uh, and I wanted this shit. And you didn't even want pain. Yeah, I know. I remember. You didn't even want pain. That's funny. Yeah. All right, man. Well, it's been fun. Uh, we're really happy to have you on. It's really cool. And uh, good luck the uh, rest of the season, man. Yeah, uh, I appreciate y'all for having me, and uh, I'll see you soon, Brad. Yeah, I'll see you in the playoffs. <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, man. All right, that's going to do it for Cheese and Chowder, the Arma podcast. We'll catch you all next week. So long. Cheese and Chowder.